Hey, this is Very Bad Words. I'm Matt Fiddler, and this is Andy Mills. I don't think I swore till college. I remember distinctly the first time that I, 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 I cussed. Andy's a radio colleague of mine, and he grew up in a strict religious household where you just didn't swear. Not only did you not swear, but there were words that I thought were profane words, were cuss words, as we called them. That have like in my adult life, I've realized those aren't those aren't cuss words. Like fart, we were not allowed to say fart. My sister said fart once, and she got into some trouble. You know. So Andy just didn't swear. He was a strong believer and very involved with the church. So much that when he graduated from high school, he decided to attend Lincoln Christian University. At Christian College, I was a very good student. Like I loved everything I was learning. Like I didn't know tons of stuff that Christian College taught me. Like I had no idea. That, like, pretty much all Christians were either Orthodox or Catholics forever. Like, just, for, like, for the vast majority of the time. Like, growing up, I was told that Catholics aren't real Christians. But the more that I'm learning, the more I'm wondering how many other things I'm wrong about. You know, like, I remember I... All right, so this is my sophomore year at Christian College. And I took this class, Conversations in American Poetry. And I fucking love this class. And... I love this class so much that I actually show up early every week. I also kind of had like a little crush on, on the professor, for sure. And I would get to hang out a little with her before class. And I get there, and we're hanging out. And she was like, would you, would you open up class this week by, uh, by reading uh, the poem on page 42? And I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yes, oh, absolutely. Like, I'm going to go read it three times to be ready, you know. So I go over to page 42, go down, and I'm like, oh, this poem. Okay. And then slowly, you know, all the people, this is Christian college, right? So we've got like our youth minister majors are coming in, our, our, our choir majors are coming in, you know? And then I was like, all right, class is going to start. Andy, take it away. And I stand up and I read this poem and it's, it's, it's a fantastic poem. It was written by a poet who was a sociologist and she's in this South American country and it's obviously like wartime of some kind, you know? And so the poem starts off describing this big, beautiful house. And then she says, like, barbed wires on the windows. And then she describes this gorgeous, beautiful room and says something about, like, AK-47s leaning in the corner. And then she, she describes this, like, great table of food. And then she describes, like, the scowl on the face of the man at the head of the table. And then he smashes his fist down. And this man says, we asked America for help, and they sent us a fucking poet. And when I said that word, when I said fucking poet, it was like, seriously, it, 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 it was slow motion. It's like, it, it just seems so overly dramatic. And like, people are going to be rolling their eyes if they ever hear this. But like, it, I, my, I, my mouth had never made that noise. Like, fuck is like a fuck. Like, that's a, that is a sharp word. That is a, that is a, there's no word like fuck, you know? And coming out of my mouth, I, I remember it tingling. On this episode of Very Bad Words, we take a look at everyone's favorite swear word, the powerful, variable, wonderful word, fuck.
Welcome to Very Bad Words. I'm Matt Fiddler, and today we're finally doing an episode about the word fuck. Because after all, fuck is a great word. Fuck is one of those fucking words you can fucking put anywhere in a fucking sentence, and it still makes fucking sense. And there are so many different uses for the word. abso fucking Bubble fuck. Fuck the deck. Bump fuck. Adios, motherfucker. Cluster fuck. Art fuck. Big ugly fat fucker. Bat fuck. Do I look like I give a fuck? As soon as fucking possible. Big fucking deal. Bumble fuck. Cunt fuck. Whoa, noun. Okay. And it can still have shock value. After all, it's a powerful word. One of the most powerful swear words we have in English. Remember the scene from the classic movie, A Christmas Story? Oh, Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word. The big one. The queen mother of dirty words. The F-dash-dash-dash word. What did you say? Uh, Um, that's what I thought you said. And it wasn't even said. He said fudge. But without even saying the word, this movie just shows how powerful the word fuck is. Then it occurred to me, maybe this movie taught my executive producer, Jill, the power of the F word. Her parents didn't swear, and they weren't even allowed to watch anything but PG movies. Yet, at a very young age, Jill understood the power that the word fuck has. Yeah, that's what it was. I was mad at him for for yelling at me, and I, I remember feeling that it was unjust. And I felt like the only thing that was what I needed to do to retaliate was to tell him, fuck you. And, but I was so young that I, I couldn't even spell it right. And Jill's mom actually claims that she has never said the F word before. Perhaps because it's so powerful? I'm not opposed to the F word. I don't mind hearing the F word. That's fine. It's just a word I don't say. It was instilled in me. When I was a little girl, not to swear. So you won't say the F word to me, please? No, I won't say it. Please? No, just, I, just, no, just, no, just, no, no. Okay, how about say, f- f- <laughs> then, then will you say uck afterwards? Nope. <laughs> really? I've never said the word out loud. I've never, not even in my mind. I've never said it. You've never thought, fuck that in your head? No, no. It just is not part of my vocabulary. Are my thoughts. Other swear words, I'll say, but that's one that I just, I won't say it. Not even for $100. But most of us say the word fuck, at least sometimes, but rarely with its literal meaning in mind. And we can go into depth into any number of those usages, but I want to start with its literal meaning and its origins. First, have you ever heard that fuck actually comes from an acronym? If you haven't heard this before, here's the story. Some time ago, probably the Middle Ages in Old England, you had to get the consent of the king before you could marry. And once you had that consent and were married, sex was legal for you and your spouse. Go forth and multiply. Now you had the right to fornicate under consent of the king. F-U-C-K. Now the other version of this is that it stands for for unlawful carnal knowledge. F-U-C-K. Meaning you didn't get the consent of the king. So your fornication was illegal. Now I like this one because it explains why this word is so bad. It's illegal sex. 
Now, to see if there's any truth to this, I called up F-word expert Jesse Scheidlauer and asked if either of these stories had any truth to them. They're both wrong. Everything, like, anytime anyone tells you that something is from an acronym, it's not. And especially implied to any kind of vulgar word or anything that's taboo at all, never from an acronym. And one of the most obvious reasons uh, in this case is that the word fuck goes back for over 500 years. And the earliest we've found any acronymic expansion is from the 1960s. Oh, wow. So if it, really was, if it really was from an acronym, why wasn't that floating around 500 years ago you know, at any point uh, you know, that we would have that? Jesse Scheidlauer is the former editor of the Oxford English Dictionary, former president of the American Dialect Society, and author of the book called The F Word, which is basically a fuck reference book covering all the different uses and variances of the word fuck. And in general, by the way, most acronyms are very recent uh, of any kind at all. Like People argue about what the earliest acronym is uh, and you know, a little bit before 1900, depending on how you want to consider things. But but the common use of acronyms is really you know, at best from the 1930s. So and anything that's, that's earlier than that, that's yet another reason why it's not from an acronym. What are the origins of the word fuck? Is, is it Anglo-Saxon? Is it German? <laughs> it's Germanic. Uh, it's not Anglo-Saxon. Um, but it is Germanic, and there are related words in all of the or in most of the Germanic languages. So, you know, German has ficken, you know, Swedish and Norwegian have, you know, fock, you know, Dutch, Frisian. You know, there, there are other words in, in most of the Germanic languages that are equivalent. And these words all mean something like sometimes, as in German, they have sexual senses. Uh, sometimes they have meanings like to strike or to move back and forth. And since we know there are versions of this word in all Germanic languages, it suggests that the word fuck has probably been around since early Germanic, before the 5th century AD. So if you have something that's found in all the Germanic languages, the usual thing you would expect is that it was in Germanic, you know, from the earliest days of Germanic, you know, pre-500, whatever. And, and when this proto-language became all of these other languages, you know, you know Old English, Old Saxon, Gothic, whatever, um, that it was already in the language and just that's the usual way. And, and is probably, because it's found in all the languages, it's probably the case with this, even though the evidence is on the later side. Uh, and we, while we have fairly extensive records of Old English, we don't, you know, they're not infinite. You know, we don't have that much surviving from, you know, from, from this era. And, you know, colloquial expressions would be less likely to be written down. So, you know, there are tons of things like this where you know that, you know, you have a word that you first find in English in the 14th century, uh, and you know it must have come from much, much earlier, but you just don't have the evidence. And Jesse tells me it was considered vulgar back in the earliest recorded uses of the word. He cites what was considered the oldest written example of the word fuck. Uh, it's a satirical poem that's making fun of the monks of this particular uh, monastery. And the word fuck uh, and other vulgar words, uh, the, the word swive, uh, which is the usual Middle English vulgar word for sex, also appears in this poem. So both of these words in this poem are written in a cipher where each letter is replaced by the following letter of the alphabet. So the word that is fuck begins with the letter G. And, you know, this is not hard to decipher, but nonetheless, it shows that even here in, in a manuscript, you know, forget about something for designed for wide circulation, uh, it was considered so taboo uh, that it had to be written you know, written in a cipher. And, and when did you say that was published? Or um, Well, it wasn't published. It's a manuscript. It, it, 
Uh, it dates from the late 15th century, around 1475, let's say. People have argued about the precise date, but late, late 15th century. And pretty recently, a newer, earlier example was found in an old English legal document. Uh, from the year 1310, one of the great things about studying legal documents is that the location, the date, like these things are all very easy to tell, like you know all the deta- all these details. Um, so he found an example from 1310 where a man you know, apparently well, had the name Fuck by the Navel. <laughs> and what? yes, this makes, this makes everyone laugh. What? The oldest recorded use of the word fuck is Roger Fucks by the Navel? It's very clear. His name appears three different times in this document. So it's clearly not just a... It's not a slip of the pen. It's not a single joke. Uh, like, apparently, this person was really called Roger Fuck by the Navel. And, you know, the interpretation of this, because, you know, it, his name isn't discussed in this. It's just given his name. And he's, you know, it was some legal case. You know, he had committed some act of violence and had fled and whatever they found him. I forget the precise details. But it wasn't about his name. This was just given as his name with no further comment about it. So... There are various possible ways of interpreting this. Um, the usual one, or you know, the ones that seem to make the most sense, are that Roger is viewed as someone so stupid that he thinks that the navel is where one copulates. But you know, there are some other possibilities along those lines. But it certainly seems to be a demeaning name for poor Roger. But again, this this seems to be his actual name. Like it wasn't this wasn't a joke of the scribe. You know, his name appears several times. It's an illegal case. Uh, you know, but again, in this case, I think there's no other interpretation. There's no other plausible interpretation than that this is an insulting term. You know, based on a sexual use. And the word remained this vulgar, taboo word for sex for hundreds of years. Now, it was a taboo word, as I said, so it wasn't written down or documented that much or used in polite company. But of course, this is a word that nearly everyone says today. But we use it very differently now than we have in the past. Now, we're going to take a really quick break, but when we return, we'll talk to Jesse about how all these new uses of the word fuck came about. Stick the fuck around. This is Very Bad Words. I'm Matt Fiddler. Today we're talking about America's favorite bad word, fuck. And even though the word fuck has been around for hundreds of years, we use it differently now. So to get a small sampling of how people like to use the word fuck today, I walked to an outdoor mall in the town that I'm staying in in California to talk to some random folks about how they use the word fuck, if they use it at all. My dad uses the word fuck to describe fucking. Definitely when you are being intimate with people, I mean, people use the word then, you know, so, but that's in a private setting. Just saying, like, you know, I want to, you know, do something to my girlfriend. <laughs> but I think of fucking as, as not sort of nice sex, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like fucking has a bad connotation to me. Like, it's not a good kind of sex. I think it's been socialized culturally. So people use it to emphasize what they want to say. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Or, what the fuck is going on? Sometimes I mean it as literally, fuck, this is bad. Or sometimes it's, fuck, this is okay. Sometimes it's just used as, like, a a mood barrier. I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot, go fuck yourself, you know, fuck that, things like that. Or just fucking itself. I use fucking itself a lot. I use it just as, like, a, mmm, or a, oh, you know, there's a mistake. That's when the fucks come out. 
So while it still actually does mean sex, it's most commonly used more figuratively. So I asked Jesse Scheidlauer, author of The F Word, how and when this all happened. Almost all of the figurative senses come after 1900. Now, there are a couple, you know, one or two examples of things that appear uh, in, the, in the 19th century, uh, one in the 18th century, but, but almost every, every sense, every other sense, all the figurative senses, those are all 20th century. So what happened to cause the sudden burst of popularity of this word? Well, the frequency of fuck and, and other offensive terms throughout the 20th century is more the result of changing societal norms. Um, so you see throughout the 20th century an increasing use of it, an increasing acceptance of this and other words. So, for example, we know, a lot, we know that the word was widely used in World War I. And we know in particular that Australian soldiers were known among English and American troops for being especially like they used fuck a lot. So, in fact, the earliest literary example that I know of, the, the earliest openly printed literary example in America uh, was in a soldier's diary from World War I. It was, that was published in 1926, but, you know, diary from World War I. And he puts it into the mouth of, the, of an Australian soldier. So, that, again, that's the earliest openly printed example I know of in America, you know, quoting an Australian. And by World War II, it was exceptionally common, and there were a lot of uses that were coined during World War II, and you know, soldiers came back, and there were a lot more soldiers serving in World War II than World War I, and they came back using this word and other words that they had been exposed to. War, what is it good for? Spreading around the word fuck, apparently. And people took to it. And I think one reason why people took to it so readily has to do with its sound. It's a powerful, strong-sounding word, making it a really effective expletive. Well, it does have some power that, that, that appears to stem from the pronunciation. I mean, apart from specific studies, I mean, people do say this, so they feel that it is a strong word, you know, because of that closing K sound. Just like cunt is felt to be particularly strong, you know, because, like that, you know, cunt sounds much stronger than pussy, let's say, uh, you know, which sounds weak. And, you know, there's a lot of study of this kind of thing where, you know, where, you know, sibilants and liquids and so forth, you know, like whatever S, R, L consonants, you know, that they feel more feminine or less powerful or things like that. Um, but yes, I mean, many people like using fuck because it sounds good in regardless of anything else that it means. And do you think that maybe is related to how it became such an overly used word and just this, this variable word like we were talking about earlier? Um, it, well, it probably is. I mean, it's, it's always hard to say very often you can't, in fact, I would say, usually you can't say, you know, why does this word become common? Like, you know, we have a dozen words meaning this, how come this is the one that's stuck? Usually you can't say like, it's just chance. It just happened. But yeah, I mean, the fact that people seem to enjoy saying this word, uh, yeah, I mean, fuck sounds better than swive. You know, there are a million reasons why we don't use swive now, but, uh, the fact that fuck sounds better to us probably is one of them, let's just say. And this might explain the thoughts of Andy Mills, who we heard at the beginning of the show, who had these feelings the first time he said the word fuck in that college poetry class at Christian College. Fuck is like a fuck. Like, that's a, that is a sharp word. That is a, that is a, there's no word like fuck, you know? And coming out of my mouth, I remember it tingling. I knew that this word had so much power and I could feel that power I could feel the scandal I could feel the sin and it was magic magic 
I'm not so sure about that, but fuck is a great word. And I'd love to hear what you think of this word. Please engage with us on Facebook and Twitter, where our handle is at Dirty Wordscast. And subscribe to Very Bad Words in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. We have plenty more coming up. I want to thank today's guests on the show, Andy Mills, Carlos Zayas, Jill's parents, George and Laura Fincher, and Jesse Scheidlauer. My executive producer is Jill Fincher. I'm Matt Fiddler. Thanks for listening to Very Bad Words. When you swear, you're clearing any kind of tension that you have, and you're moving on. You know? Fuck! I feel better already.